is God's word. Come on, say it like you mean it. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We thank you that your word is life-giving. Your word causes all the promises of God in Christ Jesus to flow into our lives as we obey it. As we sit before the feet of the Holy Spirit this morning, cause our ears to hear and our minds to receive the incorruptible word, which is able to take us into the destinies that you have designed for our lives. I thank you that as I have decreased, I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will increase to feed every person spiritually that needs to be fed in this place. I thank you that no one will leave today spiritually unfed. That God, as we partake of the divine nature of the gift of your word today, thank you that our lives will never, ever be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. Our current series of lessons is entitled Desperate Households. Say that with me. Say Desperate Households. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you desperate? Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you look like it. The goal of this series is to improve the quality of our current relationships and prepare us for successful relationships in the future. Regardless of the condition of your current relationships, God is able and willing to restore, repair, revive, and renew any relationship. Just like we sung this morning in our praise and worship that all things are possible. However, God needs the permission and the participation of all parties for his will to be accomplished and for relationships to, be, to work. In other words, God needs all parties to be a willing participant. Say participant. He needs your permission and he needs your participation in order for him to work through your relationships. So today we're going to move forward on our series and we're going to discover this morning the number one ingredient that most relationships lack that will bring strength, substance and solidity to their relationships. And last week, Pastor Che did an awesome job about talking about the cornerstone. And the cornerstone really is the foundation of every relationship. Now, each cornerstone or the substance in which a cornerstone is made out of in, in, uh, consists of ingredients, say ingredients. And if you, even if you put together cement, that cement has to have different elements in it in order for it to become cement. And one of the things that I see and know that are lacking in relationships and that missing element is love. And so this morning, we're going to talk about love, the missing ingredient. Say that with me. Say love, Love. the missing ingredient. Now go to John chapter 3, John chapter 3. This is going to be a very, very good lesson. I've never talked on love. And uh, as a matter of fact, 
the way this message is supposed to come out is not going to come out in a standard way of talking about love. John 3.16, here's the first point, and we've had some trouble this morning technically with our, uh, our uh, screen, so you may not be able to write all the scriptures down. I'll give them to you, but make sure you get the uh, CD after service. Here's the first point I want to make this morning. Love, from God's perspective, is so powerful that it causes him to give his very best, even if his very best is his very last and costs him the most. In other words, love, God values love so much that it causes him to give his very best, even if his very best costs him the most. John 3.16, very familiar passage of scripture, it says here, for God so loved the world. In other words, God had a passion and a desire and a, and a, 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 a love for the world. It cost him to do something. And one of the things I want to point out to you this morning is that love will cause you to do something. In fact, it will cause you to do things that are inconvenient to you. He says love, he says God so loved the world that he gave. So we know that part of God, part of of love is giving. He says God so loved the world that he gave his what? His what? Even though God only had one only begotten son, he loved us enough to still give that to us. He gave his only begotten son and then it says, for whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But here's my point. Love from God's perspective is so powerful and important that it causes him to give his very best. Even if giving his very best is going to cost him more than what he uh, would like to give. Now go to 1 John chapter 4 very quickly. 1 John chapter 4. Love is not just something that God does. Love is who God is. Love is not just something that God does. It's, it's not an act. This is just not something that he performs on a regular basis. Love is not just what God does. Love is who God is. First John chapter 4, look in verse 7, if you would. It says here in verse 7, Beloved, let us love who? One another. For, watch this now, love is of who? God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. Here's verse 8. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. Read it with me. For God is love. Say that again. God is love. One more time. God is love. So watch this now. God doesn't just love. It's who he is. If God was a human... And you were able to take a syringe or a needle and poke it in his skin and draw out blood, love would come out. Because the Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. Well, the life that God lives by is called love. And because now we're talking about relationships, I have found that many relationships stop working because love stopped coming. Now, Go to 1 Corinthians 13. Let's look at what love is, and then we're going to jump into the meat of what I want to talk about this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, one thing I noticed about this particular chapter when it started describing love, it did not really tell us what love was as much as it told us what love was not. And I thought that was interesting. But what I found is when you found out, when you find out what something is not, you can find out what it is. 
In other words, if, you, if someone meets you and they say to you, man, see that lady over there? She is mean. Okay, then what is that saying? She's not. She's not nice. If somebody over here says, man, see, ooh, my wife, I love her, but she cannot cook. Okay, what does that say? That she's not. She's not a good cook. So we can look at what love is by listening to what it's not. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, let's now look in, uh, let's start in verse 4. It says, well, let's, let's, let's read it. It says, verse 1, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and don't have charity, which means love. He says, I'm just making a lot of noise. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but if I don't have love, he says, I'm nothing. He says, and though I bestow all of my goods to feed the poor, I'm the biggest giver. And though I give my body to be burned, and if I don't do it with love, he says, it doesn't even profit me. In other words, you can actually do acts of love and not love and it not profit you. Notice he says it profits me nothing. It didn't say it prof- didn't profit the person that he was doing it for. Amen. So now if you look in verse 4, it now describes love. He says love or charity suffers long. And it's what? Kind. Charity envied not. Charity vaunts is not itself. I'm going to redo this so you can understand what these words mean. It's not puffed up. It does not behave itself unseemly. It seeks not her own. It is not easily provoked. It does not think evil. It rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. And love endures all things. Watch what it says in verse 8. Because once love is the key or the cornerstone of your your relationship notice what it says it says love will never fail so you show me a relationship that is failing and i'll show you a relationship that does not have love woven into it now watch this i reworded that verse and i what i did i just got the definitions of each word and here's the definition that i came up with love is the ability to endure which means that love doesn't get tired If you are tired of your relationship right now, maybe it's because you are not loving. And I'm going to show you later on in my lesson that love has nothing to do with the flesh. So it's the flesh that gets tired. So God did not design you to love in the flesh. He designed you to love by the spirit. He said, watch this now. Love is the ability to endure while being kind without being or becoming envious. Love doesn't brag or consider itself higher or better than others, nor does love behave in ways that will produce shame, embarrassment, or indecent behavior. Love is not selfish, nor easily irritated or upset. Love doesn't allow itself to think evil or celebrates in the doing or punishment of wrongdoing, but always rejoices in what is true and right. Love is strong enough to bear all things, believe all things, and love is able to endure until the end. Now, let me give you in a nutshell what love is. Love is thinking like God. Love is talking like God. And love is acting like God. So if you can't remember all of what I said, just remember this. Love is thinking like God. Love is behaving like God. And love is thinking like God. Now, let me go to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Let me give you a startling revelation. 
Love requires work. Touch your neighbor, say neighbor. Love requires work. Love requires work. It is not a feeling, but it is a decision. Love is not something you can successfully do in the flesh. Let me show you this. Now, remember, we have established that God is what? God is love. Now, in order for us to understand how God loves, we have to understand what type of person God is. In John chapter 4, look at verse 24. Remember now, here's my point. God never designed, engineered, or created us to love in the flesh. Therefore, love must be a spiritual act. John 4, 24. Read it with me. God is a what? He's a what class? He's a spirit. So if God is a spirit, if he's a spirit, that means that God is a spiritual being. Love must be spiritual because God is not flesh. So watch this now. I can't successfully love God's way if I am trying to do it in the flesh. Now, let me tell you how you know when you are loving in the flesh. When you do it because you got the praise for doing it. I'm going to get up and cook breakfast for my husband. Pastor said we need to do some love acts. So I'm going to get up and cook for him. I'm going to cook his favorite meal. And you get up and you cook for him. And he just eat it and say, thank you, honey. I'll see you this evening. But in your mind, you were expecting all of this praise. All of this glory. All of these compliments. And all you got was, thank you, babe, breakfast was good. And he went on about his way. But see, that maybe you were loving in the flesh. So watch this now. God, it's impossible to, for God to love in the flesh because he's spirit. Now, guess what? Go, go now to uh, Galatians chapter 5. Go to Galatians chapter 5. Because love is a spiritual act, it must be done by faith. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5. Because now love is a spiritual act. Say spiritual act. If it is a spiritual act, anything that is of spirit must be done by faith. Galatians chapter 5, look in verse 6. It says, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but read it with me, but faith which Works by how? Oh, class, I'm getting ready to give you some revelation this morning. It says, faith works by love. When you look the word work up there, it's the Greek word energio, where we get our English word energy from. So what he's saying here, faith is energized by love. Now, some people's faith is not working today because they don't have the energy of love pushing it. In other words, I need you to see that faith needs love to work. Okay, let's take now this microphone right here. This microphone works. But if this microphone, if the batteries in it is not replaced... 
Eventually, the battery will cause the microphone to not work. It's not that the microphone doesn't work. The microphone doesn't have the energy to make it work. And when you are trying to love or you're trying to believe God and use your faith, if you don't have love as your battery, eventually your faith will not work because it just told us that faith works Come on, class. Faith works how? So my faith is energized by love. Now I can see why some believers' faith is not working. Now, now, watch this now. Go to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. As your love grows, your faith will grow. See, this is why when you are walking by faith, you ought to be one of the sweetest people on earth. Because your faith is not going to work if you don't have no love. Now, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, look in verse 3. As your love grows, your faith should grow. Faith comes by hearing. Watch this now. You can write this down. But faith is energized by loving. I'm going to say it again. Faith comes by hearing. But faith is energized by loving. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, look in verse, what I tell you? Verse 3, he says, watch this now, this is so good. He says, remember when without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God our Father. Am I in the right one? Huh? No, I'm in 1 Thessalonians. Why y'all let me keep reading? I'm just reading my little heart out up here. Y'all just sitting up there letting me do it. First Thessalonians chapter one, I mean, second Thessalonians chapter one, look at verse three. He says, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is me, because that your faith grows how? Okay, stop right there now. Remember, there is a connection between your faith and love. Your faith can only grow if if love is growing because love is the energy of faith. He says here now, he says that your faith. Faith is growing exceedingly. Why? Because he says, and the charity or love of every one of you all towards each other is abounding. In other words, these people's faith was growing because their love for each other was growing. And when you are in relationships, you cannot successfully have a consistent relationship without applying love. And you have to love by faith. The Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. So living by faith is a lifestyle and it's not just to get stuff. Faith is also there so you can have a good relationship. Amen. Now go to James chapter 2. Go to James chapter 2. Faith without works is what? Okay, I'm about to hit you in the stomach on this one. This is a good point though. Faith without works is dead. Watch this now. Therefore, my inability... To show works of love in my relationship is only because my faith level is low. And my faith level is only low because my love level is low. I'm going to say this again. Faith without works is what? Dead. So my inability to show works of love in my relationship is only because my faith level is low. And my faith level is low only because my love level is low. So guess what? They work hand in hand. Now, look in uh, James chapter 2, look in verse 20. We know what it says. He says, but will you know, O vain man, that faith without what? Works. 
Works is what? Faith without what? Works is dead. So most people in relationships stop loving or they stop showing works of love. Because, see, some of you all have stopped. You know, remember I told you on the front end, love is work? Okay, you cannot say that you love somebody if you're not doing something for them. So maybe your works of love toward that person has stopped because, guess what? Your faith is low and you can only love by faith. So now you got to get yourself together and you got to get your love act up. And it's real easy to do. I want you to do this. Go real quickly now to Romans chapter 5. Let me show you something that's very, very, uh, it's not startling, but it's true. Because some of y'all are going, man, I don't know if I can love. Some of these folks, you know, some people are just hard to love. How many know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all, some people are hard to love. Some of them are sitting right next to you. I mean, there's nothing you can do that's going to make them happy. But has it dawned on you that it's not you, it's just them? But that doesn't mean you should stop doing your part. Romans chapter 5, let me show you something that can set you free. Romans 5, 5. Watch this. It says, and hope makes not a shame because the love of God has been shed abroad in our what? Hearts by what? The Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. In other words, you ought to be able to love. I ought to be able to love God's way because his love has been shed abroad in our hearts. Now, the word shed, I love it. It means to gush and be poured out. So God has gushed. He has poured out love in your heart. So now you are able to love like he does. But see, we have to make up our mind that that's what we want to do. Now, sometimes we don't do things because we don't see the benefit. Let me say this to you. The benefit of loving is your faith working better. Now, I don't know about you, but I want my faith to work whenever I need it. Now, watch this. Go to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11. In order for us to please God in our relationships, our relationships must be governed by faith. How many here want to please God? Let me see him. I do too. Well, one of the ways to please God is that you got to please him with faith. But see, when you're in a relationship, I think we are in relationships to please ourselves. We're not in the relationship to please God. We are in relationships to please ourselves. But when you please yourself, the Bible tells us you cannot please God and man yourself at the same time. So if the relationship is being governed by you for you to feel good, you're not pleasing God. Look at Hebrews eleven six. What does it say? What's the first word in that verse? But without what? Faith. It is what? Impossible to what? To please God. So I must now govern my relationship with pleasing God at the top. How can I please God? I must please God by what? By faith. But in order for my faith to work, I have to what? I have to love. You say, well, pastor, how do I love? I'm so glad you asked me. Go to 1 John chapter 5. Go to 1 John chapter 5. See, see, you got to value love enough to let your flesh die. See, your flesh can't live and you love at the same time. Because flesh is so picky. 
How many know what I'm talking about? Flesh is picky. Flesh just wants its way. Flesh, no, notice when we read the definition of love. It says love does not uh, uh, get irritated easily. So when you feel irritation coming up, that's the flesh. I mean, I mean, you, you can feel it too. It's like, oh, uh, you know, your, your spouse, uh, uh, they said they'd be home at 5. And then 6.30 rolling around. 6.30. And they ain't called to text you to let them know, let you know that they're going to be late. Irritation is coming up right now. Oh, you're not going to call them and say, honey, is everything okay? You said you'd be home at 5. I just want to make sure everything's good. I mean, they could have been in a car wreck. They could have had a tire flat. And they, their battery could have died on their phone. Something just could have happened. But now, <laughs> irritation has risen up. Now, the Bible says love thinks no evil. So now, you cannot concentrate on evil thoughts and be able to love. So this thought, see, I told you that I'm tired of them. They probably somewhere I told them not to go. They probably with, with, with John and they stopped over at the bar and got something to drink. All these evil thoughts are coming up and you're going to let them have it when they call. In fact, they call you just put voicemail. Call again, Voicemail. That's not love. But because you have allowed your love st- uh, 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 station to get flustered with flesh. First John 5, watch, watch what it says in verse 4. It said, for whosoever or whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is a victory that overcomes the world, even our what? I faith. So I have to keep my faith intact because it's going to help me overcome any obstacle that my relationship is going to encounter. And what happens is we let the flesh and the devil let us get irritated. And you know what? The Bible says it's impossible to say you love God and love man, but don't treat man right. Amen. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 very quickly. I'm almost done. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Let's go back to that. Walking in faith and love pleases God. And pleases God always causes us to abound with more and more. I want you to see that that your blessings are connected to your loving. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Look in verse 1. He says, furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus... That as you have received of us, how you ought to walk and to what? Please God. We've noticed that you can't please God unless you please him by faith. And you can't walk in faith without having love as the energy of faith. He says that you ought to please God so that you would abound how? More and more. The word abound there means to live in excess. It also means to live in or abound in quality and in quantity. So the level of my lifestyle... In quantity and quality is codependent on my ability to love. And my ability to love is, is the control by me allowing the Spirit of God to now rest in my heart and not respond to ugly stuff. Y'all know what I mean by ugly stuff, right? You know how somebody be ugly to you and you want to be ugly back? That's ugly stuff. 
You know how somebody act ugly to you and you want to act ugly back? See, that's ugly stuff. And that's all the devil wants to do. He wants to push you into Uglyville. Oh, that's a place. If you look up Uglyville in the dictionary, I did it last night. If you look up Uglyville in the dictionary, you know what it's going to say? The definition says you. And see, Uglyville will cause you to act ugly. And when you act ugly, you can't attract the blessings of God. So I, I, I said to myself, okay, what does it take to love? Because walking in love is a sacrifice. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. We'll stop right here. Ephesians chapter 5. Walking in love is a sacrifice. But I have found that every sacrifice that you give to God always comes back in blessing. It, it, I, I, didn't start, I didn't start enjoying my wife and I's relationship until I made a decision that what I do needs to profit her. It really ain't about me. So me putting gas in the car, me helping around the house, me being with Landon, you know, when she wants a break, me cleaning up when I need to clean up. Okay, I thought I'd get more amens from the women. Okay. So maybe the men are the ones cleaning up in here. You can't let your flesh dictate your life. So you got to die. Say die. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. Look at verse 2. He says, and walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, offering a, uh, an offering, he gave himself as an offering, and he gave himself as a what? Sacrifice. But notice who he gave the sacrifice to. He gave the sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. In other words, when you allow your flesh to die in your relationship for love to surface, that sacrifice is not for the person, the sacrifice is unto God. So now, instead of Loving them your way. You love them God's way. Now, instead of allowing all the small little things that they do to irritate you. See, there are certain things you just need to let go. See, I, I, I preached for 12 or 13 years to my wife. Then heaven came on the scene. I started preaching to her about cutting the lights off in the house. I preached just like Noah did. It's going to rain. Lights off, lights off, lights off. And then I'd get home before them and every light in the house would be on. I didn't do it because I wasn't there. And that irritated the heck out of me. Because I pay the bills. And I got so tired. I just, and then I got to the point where I'm just beating up the light switch. Then I started counting all of them. And they get home, I give them the report. There are eight lights on this morning. I just want you to know that. Eight lights, eight lights, eight lights, eight lights. Can we get seven next time? Can we get seven? But I got to a point that I said, I got to let that go because they might not change. So I let it go. I don't care how many lights on in the house now. I don't even care. I just pay that $800 light bill. Don't give a flip. Yeah, that's what it is. It's 800 bucks. I have budgeted now $800. That's fine. I'm good. I'd rather have my peace 
and walk in love than to talk about a light switch all day. And some of y'all doing that. Just walk in love. Just love them. Just love them. Let it go. Because when you love people, you won't do crazy stuff like throw coffee on them. <laughs> see, see, you, that's not love. Now, some of y'all sins are different than mine, but you got some. What is God trying to get you to love more in? What area? What area is God trying to get you to love more in? Maybe he's trying to get you to be more patient. Maybe he's trying to get you to be more calm. Instead of blowing up all the time. Maybe instead of being tit for tat, maybe you just need to take it. Instead of now getting the last word, maybe you just need to let them have the last word. Maybe instead of speaking your mind all the time, in the name of I'm communicating. (laughs) Speak my mind. Maybe you need to keep your mind. Just keep it. You need all you can get. Keep your mind. Just keep it. You would be surprised how much peace it would bring in your relationship. Maybe if you'll stop being so picky. The labels in the can got to be this way. All the clothes in the closet got to be this way. That's the way my mama did it. Well, so what? You ain't married to your mama. Is he talking about my mama? Yeah, I'm talking about your mama. Maybe, maybe, listen, let it go. It's, It's not worth it. And if you'll go back and track your relationship, it wasn't until you let all that little bitty stuff build up, love stopped flowing. But love is a decision. You can choose to do it or not do it. And my challenge to you this morning is to leave today with being able to love regardless of if you're giving love back. Because I'm going to tell you something about God. God will not allow you to love your best and he not reap your best in love back. Y'all get that? So I want to challenge you this morning. Oh, it's going to be a tough journey this week. It's going to be a tough journey. Tough journey. See, because some of y'all got some folks on your hit list. I mean, you got some folks you read. Oh, see, I got a hand in the back. See, you got folks that you're going to get right now. And, and, and God don't want you to get them because God is trying to get you something while you're trying to get them. But you ain't going to get it if you get them. Just let it slide. I ain't saying compromise. I'm just saying love. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. Oh, you look so lovely. 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 I, I, you know what I, I feel? I am... I feel that there are some people in this room this morning that God is trying to get you to calm down. You're too uptight. If we stick you with a pen, a far to come out, you so tight. You're too tight. You're too tight. You're too... See, and when you tight, when you are tight, when you are wound up tight, you will do stuff you're not supposed to do. 
You will go. I mean, here it is. Uh, honey, would you like some water? No, I don't. No! Did I ask you for some water? No, I don't want any water. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Why are you so uptight? I want us to go on a love journey. Now, if you know you've been messing up, you may have to go back and apologize. Because you can't just, you know, y'all done, went, y'all done left home. I know I'm over my time. Y'all done, you know, you, y'all fought on the way over here. Y'all fought on the way to church. And then you get in the car and you just, hey, babe, oh, I'm, oh I just love you. No, you got to say I'm sorry first. Get that straight. Get that straight. So that now you can start a clean slate. And I believe. The love of God that's shared abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit is going to abound in our lives. And I'm praying that the passion, the love, the commitment, the desire that you have had in your relationship, God's going to return it when you operate that relationship in love. How many got some out of the word this morning? Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You may be.